Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, I have Christy Russell, Employment Service Manager here at Bosman. How you doing, Christy? I'm great. Thanks for having me back, Ray. No problem. And I have Mr. Shannon Offord from Direct Employers. How you doing, uh, Shannon? Fine, Ray. How are you? Thanks for having me. No, I'm doing good. Um, I wanted to bring you two on the podcast because March is Disability Awareness Month. And I know you two um, really did with hiring and really working on getting people who are not just blind or visually impaired, but people with disabilities, finding them gainful employment. So I really wanted to highlight that and really talk to you guys about how you go about doing that as far as getting people who are blind or visually impaired and who have other disabilities jobs. So I'm going to start with you, Shannon. Um, what do you guys do at Direct Employers? Well, uh, Direct Employers, we're a nonprofit association of employers uh, actually started in 2001 right. um, we're started by about 14 um, large fortune 500 organizations um, initially to help employers reduce their dependency on some of the commercial uh, job sites but uh, in 2007 uh, we kind of moved into uh, more of a an area where we're helping companies uh, find individuals um, disabilities and also uh, veterans. Um, so we connect a lot of our member companies with organizations who provide those types of services. Um, many of our member companies are, are looking for resources and we want to make sure that we can make those connections for uh, the member companies. Okay. So do you work with uh, people with all type of disabilities? We do. So we work with uh, many organizations, um, really uh, not focused on one individual disability. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure that our members have resources uh, across the board, no matter what the disability is. We want to make sure that uh, you know people who want to work have the opportunity to find work with these employers. So um, when you say members, uh, are you talking about different organizations, different businesses? Yes. So like I mentioned, we've got about 920 um, Fortune 2000 organizations who are part of direct employers. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got several here in Indianapolis, um, uh, Lilly and Cummins, uh, just to name a few. Uh, but like I mentioned, they're across the country and uh, actually really across the globe for that matter. Okay. All right. Well, Christy, I know you're a pro here, Christy. So <laughs> <laughs> what do you do here at Bosman Enterprises? Yeah. So I am the employment services manager over at our Woodland location, which yeah. is our Center for Visionary Solutions. And there in that building, we are actually providing services to people who have lost their vision, whether that's through our intensive rehabilitation center program, our in-home itinerant rehabilitation teaching program, uh, people coming for single service, so O&M, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then we like to say, save the best for last, and that's our employment services program, and that's my team. Yes. I've got uh, three full-time employment service specialists, as well as one part-time. And uh, my staff, really, that's our, our job is to help others get jobs, and yes. specifically those that have lost their vision. Um, we also branched out in October to create a youth employment services program. So not only are we helping adults with vision loss get back to work, mm-hmm. we're also trying to prepare our young adult population who are visually impaired by teaching them and preparing them for life after school and okay. starting that, that work conversation yes. at an early age, because that's what we do. Yes. You know, we, we grow up and graduate and, yes. and we need to either go on to post-secondary or a technical training or we need to work. So really just our focus 
primarily here because it is Bosma that we are equipping our individuals who've lost their sight with the skills they need to return to work. Okay. So um, do you guys work with people on building resumes or interviewing skills? You name it, we do it. That's okay. right. So for some individuals, they are unfortunately going to have to look at a new career path. And what what that means is that they likely probably are going to need a new resume. So we need to help them through that, help them rethink their, their last few jobs and what mm-hmm. transferable skills they have and help really build a solid resume to go forward with. Right. Uh, so we might start with a career assessment even mm-hmm. prior to that resume. Just figure okay. out what do they want to do or where are their interests, where are their abilities. And then once we nail that down, then it's time to start thinking about, okay, well, how long has it been since you've been on an interview? Because for some of our individuals, that's been a number of years. And so they aren't comfortable and they most likely have not been in an interview where now they need to explain their vision loss and mm-hmm. how they would do the job. Okay. Uh, so we prepare them for that conversation. And then from there, if they need assistance actually applying, then we're available to do that. But we have found that many of our individuals are able to apply on their own. Okay. Uh, and they might just utilize us for some consultation. Um, and then, of course, once they get the job, we're available to go in and work with their employer if they wish and help make sure that all of their accommodations are in place. Now, um, this, this question is for uh, either one of you. Does an individual have to disclose that they have a disability? Well, I would say no, they do not have to. Absolutely no. not. I would, and I don't know, Shannon, we'll see what you say, <laughs> but I would advocate that they should yes. uh, because it does provide a layer of protection for them mm-hmm. going forward that while at the time that they get the job, they may be doing great and mm-hmm. you know their condition may be stable and not really need anything at the time. But we also know life happens and something could happen that interferes with their ability to do the job. And if their employer is not aware of that, it makes that very difficult for the employer to provide them assistance. Shannon? Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, I think it's very important that they do. Um, I'll just give you uh, just a quick example. Um, So one of my coworkers um, is a diabetic and um, she and I were flying to um, San Antonio for a conference and uh, her blood sugar got extremely low and was in a seat and almost passed out. Um, and I was walking off the plane and the um, flight attendant said, um, is she drunk? Wow. And I'm like, no, she's having, uh, her blood sugar is extremely low. We need sure. to get the paramedics you know, on the plane now. Um, had she not disclosed that, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure she would, be here. It turns out her blood sugar was at eight. Oh my goodness. Um, So, uh, you know, just from a a safety reason, I think it's important, but I think also um, when you're in your role, um, you know, making sure that you've uh, disclosed, I mean, if, like Chrissy said, if something, you know, if you weren't performing, um, you know, the way they would uh, expect you to perform and you didn't have the accommodation that you needed to perform the way you would expect to, um, there is that layer of protection that is available. So um, I definitely encourage everyone to uh, disclose. Um, you know, I'm colorblind, so um, I've uh, disclosed that uh, just to make sure when you know spreadsheets are being passed around, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I can't see certain things, right. 
they know, you know, why, yeah. you know, I may respond differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I definitely think it's important. Yeah, I definitely understand that uh, Excel spreadsheet with the color code. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yellow was this, blue was this. And, and how, how important it would be that yeah. if you could not accurately make that differentiation, yeah. then you could potentially report something incorrectly oh, yeah. or exactly. something of that nature. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys kind of both touched on this. You talked about accommodations. What are, let me start with you, Christy. How does um, Bosmar... Boswell Enterprises actually provide accommodations, or is that mostly done through vocational rehabilitation? I would say our role in Bosma is that we are coordinating that effort. Okay. Um, obviously, we our hope is that the employer is the one taking charge of making sure that those accommodations are are purchased and in place. But we also know and give some grace to our employers that this may be their first time they've ever purchased, you know, for example, the software that's called JAWS or something of that nature. So that employer may never have purchased that and they may come to us and say, well, okay, we're willing and we're able, we just don't know what. And so maybe then we're partnering with them to get those recommendations uh, in place so that they can kind of take that on. But as far as our program with employment services here, all of our clients are eligible individuals with the vocational rehabilitation program here mm-hmm. in the state. So they do have that as a backup. So in the event that the employer is either not able to purchase those items uh, in full entirety or whatever that may be, they have that safety net of the VR program to come in as a backup to help fill in gaps. Okay. And so I think our role is really just to make sure that the conversation is happening and that it the items get followed up yes. on because sometimes another part of the company does the ordering, but then they don't always speak to the hiring manager yes. and then even the department supervisors. So we just try to make sure the, the ball is still rolling and gets to where it needs to go so that on that first day, uh, or at least within that first week, the individual is able to do their job and have what they need. And one thing we like to, to really uh, stress to our member companies to really work with our partners to help them through uh, the accommodation process. Um, I mean, most employers uh, out of the gate may not be aware of the tools and technologies yes. that are available uh, out there. Um, and I think, you know, by working with our partners and being educated on what's available, I think it makes that a, a lot less scary of a process um, when they do or when they are asked for an accommodation. Yeah. I would agree. And I think a follow-up with the accommodation piece is that sometimes the accommodations are so simple and yes. small that actually could benefit the entire organization or what we exactly. call you know, universal accessibility, right? Exactly. And so I, I think, again, it's not that employers aren't willing or able. They just, this isn't what they do every day. Yes. And so that is what I would say, if, you know, if there's employers listening or hiring, hiring managers is that that's the benefit of working with a provider. It doesn't mean that the individual, because they come with a job coach or an employment specialist, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with their ability to do the job. We're the expert in what they're going to need to do that job and let us help walk you through that process. Use us. You know, we're there for the client, of course, but we're also there for that employer to make sure everything goes smoothly. Like you said, simple modifications can make a huge difference. Sometimes, right, it's changing a light bulb. You know, right. if the lighting is, is too much, um, you know, asking them, can we remove the light bulbs over their desk? Yeah. And that may be all that person needs. 
So, uh, Shannon, this goes out to you. What what kind of barriers do you people with disabilities face when looking for a job? Oh, I mean, there's. I can uh, obviously uh, put together a list of those. Yeah. Um, I think the the biggest thing that I've seen uh, is just a fear factor, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't think um, employers many times are prepared. Um, you know, to bring in an individual with disability because they're just afraid. They don't know what they, well, what they don't right. know to, to use a cliche. Right. But, um, you know, I think if they're around more individuals with disabilities in the workplace, they, they become more comfortable, mm-hmm. um, you know, with that person's ability. You know, one thing I, I always talk about, um, you know, when you, you know, go through an interview or when you see a job description, you know, you always see about people being creative or self-starters or, you know, things like that. And in my opinion, someone with a disability has to be extremely creative, right, to be able to do what they need to do on a daily basis. Um, and a self-starter, I mean, they're not just sitting in their chair. I mean, they want to get going. They want to get started. And you see them just figuring things out. Um, and they're problem solvers. Yes. And that, to me, is, is so important um, because they figure that on a daily basis, uh, how to problem solve and how to be creative. So, um, you know, I think once, you know, an employer kind of gets through that, oh, we're a little bit fearful um, you know, we, we're not sure what to do. Um, you know, the whole thing, you know, can we fire this person? Once you get sure. through all that stuff and you just realize that, uh, that it's just, you know, fear and it's not founded and not, you know, it, I think you can kind of get past that and an individual can get into a, a situation and, and do what they need to do and be successful. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I think fear is probably yeah. the biggest roadblock that, uh, Know, individual with disabilities face on a daily basis in the employment industry. Fear and lack of knowledge. Yeah, it's totally that. And I think sometimes too, um, at least what we've seen is, I think it's easy for someone without a disability, whatever it may be, to say, you know, I don't know how I would do that if I were fill in the blank, blind or visually impaired or deaf and hard of hearing or physically mm-hmm. disabled, right? And and so we 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 find that we only reference our surroundings to what yep. we know. And so it's hard to be open to how somebody else could do that uh, in a different way. Well, I will tell you just a, a really quick story. So um, Microsoft did a, a presentation, a pre-conference for us last year uh, at our annual meeting. And um, one of the presenters um, said, um, how many of you guys have worked with someone who's blind or visually impaired? And you know, there's you know, 30 people out in the audience, 40 people, um, and about four people raised their hand. But, I mean, if you're asking, you know, and the person who asked the question was blind, mm-hmm. I mean, raising the hand didn't really <laughs> no. make right. much sense, no. right. you know, but no one in the audience even thought to, to yeah. clap, wow. you know, so wow. it's just those things yeah. uh, that you see many times that, you know, just the awareness or lack of awareness um, is, 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 is present. So, yeah. um, sometimes with with employers, I mean, you can have someone that's blind or vision impaired on the job already. So you come in as a, another person who is blind, they kind of compare you to that other person that's been doing the job for about five years. So why are you not working at this speed or this tempo? But they, uh, you know, un- unannounced to them that everybody doesn't do the same thing the same way. I mean, True. it's just sometimes you got to understand <laughs> He may know something that I don't know. He may have been on the job and learned a shortcut trick or something that eventually will come with time. And I compare it even to just a you know traditional just a relationship, right? Even yeah. friendships, you know, marriage, whatnot. 
you and your spouse will disagree about how to do a particular task, right? Because yeah. you're going to do it from the way you were taught to do it, which was passed down from your family, mm -hmm. who was taught from their family, you know, and then you have your, your friend or your spouse that they're going to come to the table with the way they were taught. And it's neither right nor wrong, right? Yeah. You, but at the end of the day, you're both going to accomplish oh, the yeah. same, same exact task. You just do it totally same, different. Yeah. And so it's it's really no different for someone with a disability. Their, their skills and abilities yeah. are just like anybody else. It's just how they perform the task is is probably going to be a little bit different than the person next yeah. to them, and that's okay. So what is the unemployment rate among people who are blind here in the state? Uh, in the state, we're looking at around 60 62%. Okay. Um, nationally, we're looking at 70 And okay. what we know about those percentages is it's not that there aren't people who are blind or visually impaired that don't want to work. Those mm -hmm. numbers are, are derived from the working age of individuals right. who are visually impaired that are seeking employment. And, you know, we know that of that, just looking at the percentage of people we work with at Bosma, you know, especially if you go over to our woodland, they all have a work goal. They yes. all want to go back to work. That's why they're there. Um, and then they get to our program and they're willing and they're ready and they're, they come with just, you know, this amazing amount of history, work history experiences and degrees and we just can't get someone to give them an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, like you said, breaking down that barrier right exactly. there. And everybody wants to work. You can't live off a of social security check. Live a, I mean, you can, but you, it's very difficult. I will say that. To well, I, what I say to people, because, you know, everybody's going to have their own needs and, yeah. and, you know, for what they need for their family. But ultimately, work is so much more just than the paycheck. It's yeah. the social interaction. It's mm -hmm. the feeling of, you know, belonging to yes. your community and contributing, having somewhere to go, yeah. right? Getting outside of just your home and interacting and learning and, I have a hard time believing that there's really any population of people in this world that literally just want to sit at home and do absolutely nothing. Um, now, maybe that's our teenagers. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> but, you know, in the bigger picture, I think just as as our society, I mean, we want to contribute. We want to be a part of social circles. We want to give back. We want to have a purpose. And, you know, we we have to realize that disability or not, we're all entitled to that opportunity. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, feel that uh, people with disabilities actually stay on the job longer than those who do not have a disability? Are they more loyal? Oh gosh, that's a good, I'd love to see a statistic on that. I think personally, yes, I yeah. see them because again, I think they worked harder in a way to get that job yeah. um, because they, they're so determined to show others yeah. that they can, yeah. you know, and um and especially with, with you know our population, we, we tell people the vision loss doesn't just go away when you go home. You know the, oh. these individuals live this all day, every day, and so to them, work is just one more thing they do. You know, it's they're not defining themselves by their disability. Right. Um, and so I think what at least from my experience, I do think there's a sense of loyalty when a, a company is open to them and gives them a chance. And I know for a fact we've seen that those individuals tend to get promoted pretty quickly, too. Yes. So um, it's not for lack of talent. It's just the lack of opportunity.
It's a big uh, pool to draw from right there. It's an untapped market right yes. there, people with disabilities. So, I'd know, say you probably agree that. Yeah, Shana, and it's, you it's, work with more. Yeah. I mean, and obviously that, the population is going to get uh, larger as we age. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, as you know, we live longer, uh, more and more of us are going to yeah. uh, be faced with uh, a disability that we may not have had um, yeah. at birth. So um, I think, you know, employers definitely, definitely need to, um, to be open to you know hiring uh, individuals with disabilities because it's going to be a bigger and bigger portion of the population. Um, so, 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 so do you think employers right now? I know you work with a lot of employers uh, throughout the state, throughout the country. Do you feel that they're more open now to hiring people with disabilities? Yeah, I would definitely mm-hmm. say uh, right now. Um, and and I hate to to say this, but um, just given the fact that. Um, there are so many open jobs right now. I mean, uh, there was a statistic that came out the other day that said there were 7.3 million open positions wow. right now. Um, so if, if that number is true, um, you know, employers need to be open to hiring uh, the best and most qualified person. Um, and obviously, there's a large pool of individuals with disabilities um, that haven't been tapped. I mean, there's a huge number yes um, and employers like I said definitely need to be open to, to hiring them so um, and like I said just giving them a chance yes that's you know, it. I think if you give someone an opportunity uh, to, to to be successful I mean the majority of people will because uh, they, people want to do well yes I mean they don't want to just sit around and no. like Chrissy said and just hang out no. I mean they want to be successful so um, and one thing that you know my team does is that you know we uh, you know, work with uh, members on making sure that they have the proper resources, the proper education um, to make a, a, a good uh, decision and build programs yes. uh, where they're actually hiring individuals with disabilities. Well, I definitely want to thank both of you guys for coming back on the podcast and talking about how we can employ more people with disabilities and how we can lower that 70% nationwide unemployment rate. So, Shannon, how does a person get in contact with you or the business get in contact with our employers if they're looking to uh, learn more about your services? Yeah, I mean, probably the easiest way, you can email me. Uh, my email address is just Shannon. It's S-H-A-N-N-O-N at directemployers.org. Um, and if you email me, I'll get right back with you. All right. And Christy, how can uh, someone, if they're looking for our services, get in contact with you? Yeah, so um, really I would say the we have a wonderful website, absolutely wonderful website. Um, so I would direct people to our website, and that's www.bosma.org. That's B-O-S-M-A dot O-R-G. Uh, if you go to the careers tab, then there's all kinds of great information about our employment program, but then we also have services as well, and you can learn more about the different programs that we offer um, on that same link. Okay. Well, once again, thank both of you guys for coming on the podcast today and giving us all that great information. I want to thank you guys, and um, please make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and I'll see you guys next week.